Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine the knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. In this week's podcast, we will be discussing arrest of perpetrators for fraudulent passing and availing ITC and GST, some issues. Under the SENVAT and MODVAT regime, as well as under various incentive schemes under the Customs Law, FTDRA, there were unscrupulous persons who created various firms or companies in the name of other individuals, existing or non-existing, for the purposes of undertaking fraudulent paper transactions. Such firms or companies may be termed as dummy firms or companies. Under the SENVAT and MODVAT schemes, Invoices were issued in the name of such companies to pass on credit of duties and taxes without payment of corresponding duties and taxes to the government. In fact, no goods or services were supplied in respect of which invoices were issued. The individuals who were employees, partners, shareholders or directors of such firms or companies were held responsible if any of such fraudulent transactions were unearthed. The persons who created such firms or companies did not hold any position as an employee, partner, shareholder or director in such firms or companies. The same practice seems to be continuing under the GST regime. From the investigations under the GST, as reported in media, or from many of such cases in which various decisions have been passed by the High Courts in writ petitions or on applications seeking anticipatory or regular bail, it may be inferred that the allegations in many of such cases are that unscrupulous persons have created various dummy firms or companies in the name of other individuals, existing or non-existing, for the purposes of undertaking fraudulent paper transactions to pass on input tax credit without supply of goods or services and without payment of any GST in respect of such supplies. Though such proceedings have not attained finality, but allegation of the department is that dummy firms or companies are created by some individuals for the purpose of paper transactions. Such invoices are issued from such dummy firms or companies. Further, such firms or companies were also awaiting input tax credit without receipt of any invoice or credit of tax paid on reverse charge basis, though no such tax is paid, so that such fraudulently availed credit may be passed on. This mayhem has required to be checked by deterrent action. The amendment by the Finance Act 2020 in the CGST Act 2017 is relevant in this regard. The offences and punishment are provided under Section 132 of the CGST Act as well as SGST or UTGST Acts. The following clauses from the unamended CGST Act 2017 are relevant. Section 132 Punishment for Certain Offences Subclause 1 Whoever commits any of the following offences, namely b. Issues any invoice or bill without supply of goods or services or both in violation of the provisions of this Act or the rules made thereunder 
leading to wrongful availment or utilization of input tax credit or refund of tax. C. Avails input tax credit using such invoice or bill referred to in clause B. From the above, it may be noted that the offender was whoever commit the offences listed under section 132, subclause 1. Further, clause L of section 132.1 lists whoever attempts to commit or abets the commission of any of the offences mentioned in clauses A to K of this section as an offence. The plain reading of the above provision makes it clear that the above-referred dummy firms or companies or the employees, directors, shareholders, partners of such firms or companies from which such fraudulent invoices were issued may fall under the clause whoever commits in respect of the offences listed under clause B or clause C. However, the real perpetrators who created such dummy firms or companies from behind the curtain, as explained above, of such offences might not be covered under clause whoever commits in respect of offences under clause B or clause C before amendment. This interpretation is further supported by the fact that the Finance Act 2020 amended the provisions of section 132 subclause 1 and now the amended provision has also expanded the scope to include whoever causes to commit and retains the benefits arising out of any of the following offences. Further, the Finance Act 2020 also amended Clause E by removing Clause Fraudulently Avails Input Tax Credit and amended Clause C by inserting the Clause Fraudulently Avails Input Tax Credit without any invoice or bill. The visible effect of the above amendments are as follows. 1. Under main body in subsection the actual perpetrators of offences if the department proves that the benefits received for such invoices is retained by them are included. However, in cases, if the amount received as consideration against the invoice is retained in the accounts of the firms or companies from which invoices were issued, then the offence is not complete under this entry. 2. Fraudulent availing of input tax credit without any invoice or bill is now covered under Section 132. Even such actual perpetrators may not be penalized for commission of such acts prior to insertion of subsection 1A in Section 122 of the GST Acts. The GST Act classifies some offenses as cognizable and non-bailable and other offenses as non-cognizable and bailable. According to Section 132 subclause 5, offenses specified in Clause A or Clause B or Clause C or Clause D of Section 132 subclause 1 are punishable under Clause I of that subsection shall be cognizable and non-bailable. Cognizable and non-bailable offences are where arrest can be made without warrant and in terms of Section 69 subclause 1, arrest can be made on authorization from the Commissioner for such offences mentioned in subsection 5 of Section 132. Before the amendment by the Finance Act 2020, in Section 132 subclause 1, as explained above, such perpetrators might not be liable to be arrested without warrant. Such perpetrators may be considered to have committed offence as a better under Clause L of Section 132, but they may not be alleged to be the offender in respect of any of the offences which are cognizable and non-bailable. At the same time, a question may arise as to whether the clause and 
the phrase and retain the benefits arising out of is also applicable to in quotes whoever commits then the amendment may now restrict the scope of section 132 sub clause 1 however the way the amendment has been made and structured quote whoever commits the offense unquote will be covered separately however the court will decide this issue in time to come when this issue is argued specifically as the amended provision cannot be applied retrospectively therefore a question arises about validity of the continued custody of such persons arrested under section 69 sub clause 1 before the amendment in section 132 and also about the bail terms wherever those persons were set free on furnishing of bail we have to wait for the court's decision about whether the offenses committed earlier by such persons were covered as cognizable and non-bailable Thank you for taking the time for listening to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast@lakshmi3.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about. Do check out our website www. lakshmi3.com which is being linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with relevant legal updates we hope you'll join us next week